Hey guys, it's Melissa here. So someone emailed me and asked me to do a podcast about money and finances and when you're having disagreements with a partner or spouse about finances. So I realized that I have done podcasts about not having a lack mindset, but I really never talked about finances in general. So I thought this sounded like an interesting podcast. So I will give my spin on what I believe we are learning about money. One thing that you really have to know is that money is just energy. But there are some people who aren't very good with managing money. And in those cases, a lot of times, I really feel like what happens is we are unbalanced when it comes to finances. And the reason this can happen is that some of us, we carry an emotional connection to money. It's like we feel bad about ourselves, so we go buy ourselves a new top, and that fills the emotional void. And in that way, money becomes almost like food does for some people who eat to fill the void. And so the, the money is what is supposed to make you feel better. But what happens is you get into this money trap and you end up spending more and more and you're not bringing any more in and you're totally imbalanced when it comes to finances. It really boils down to an emotional thing. Money can be a trigger for people. Finances can be a trigger just as weight and eating and things like that can be a trigger for other people. It really has to do with inner work because if you're experiencing those kinds of things with money, it's not really about the money. That is on the surface what's happening, but it's never really about the money. It's about your emotions. It's about something that you're missing within yourself that you feel like the money is going to complete. It's like people who try to find partners to complete them or to make them happy, and what you really have to do is to be happy yourself. If you want love, you have to be love. So in the same way, you have to be safe and secure with money in order to get out of this hole. And it can be very frustrating, and I get that a lot. And some people have a way of ignoring what they don't want to look at. So if their finances are getting out of whack and they're unbalanced and you're starting to have a lot of debt, some people's reaction to that is just to ignore it. And they, so they don't change their behavior. They're still spending the money, but the debt is growing and growing. The way I see it is this is coming from a much bigger issue, which is your self-esteem and your self-worth. We are trying to make ourselves feel better either by buying things so that we can compare ourselves to others and say, well, my friend has all of these really nice things and I have to have these nice things too because I have to look as nice as she does. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it is that I feel really crappy about not getting you know, what I wanted, so now I'm gonna go buy something and it's gonna make me feel better. And it might make you feel better for a short time, but in the long run, it's not gonna make you feel better. So it's important to understand your spending habits. Like, why are you spending the way that you're spending? 
it's really, really important to understand what your money stories are and to really, really get a good look at them. Why have you behaved the way that you have? And there's always a past story that's somehow tied to this. And if it's with a partner, let me just give you a, an example. I have a friend who has a spouse who has so much debt and acquired so much debt for them, but she doesn't have any idea how much debt they actually have. And she's just kind of ignored it because it would start a fight if she started prying and saying, you know, what have you spent money on? And so she just ignores it. And now she has no idea how many bills they actually have. So that's one way that people cope is they just ignore it and they let the one spouse take over. Now, I personally, and this is just my own personal belief, I would never again put my finances in the hands of anyone else. And even if I, you know, I know I'm single now and I've had to be responsible for my own self for many, many years, but I would never again, even if I find someone else and I get married, I would never put my finances in someone else's hands. I would still wanna be fully aware and fully a part of the finances because I have to know what's going on because it's equally my job. And it really depends on your personality types too because some people are more controlling. They're more of the outgoing personality and they want to be in charge of everything and they may not want you to be in charge and they may not want you to know what they have out there. And then some people are more passive, so they just let the other person take the driver's seat and they just don't even know what, what they really have financially. There are a couple of reasons that I think that this is a bad idea. Number one, having control of the finances is a way for someone to ultimately have control over you. Because if you don't know what finances you have, you don't know if you have enough money. Let's say, for example, that you're not happy in the relationship and you want to get a divorce. You don't even know if you can't afford it. Like You don't know what you're taking with you because in a lot of states, you have to split the debt. And if you don't even know what you're splitting, you don't know what you have, that's not a good thing. And that's a way for someone else to keep you where you are and keep you small and stuck because it's a way to control you. And I know I'm speaking to some people personally because you're probably in a situation like that where your spouse uses the finances to control you. Another reason it's not a good idea is because let's say, for example, and I, I don't want to be the negative Nancy today, but this is important. Let's say that something happened to your spouse suddenly and your spouse died and you had no idea what your finances were. You didn't know what bills you had. You didn't know what had to be paid. And all of this stuff started coming out of the woodwork, like we owe this, we owe that. It's just not a good idea to be in the dark about your finances and to not have any idea. And I know that many years ago, that was the thing. It was like in a lot of homes, the husband took care of everything and the wife didn't know and she didn't have to deal with it. While that might be easier, it's not a good idea, especially in today's day and age. You need to know what your finances are. So don't be in the dark about it. And if you're one of those people who right now doesn't know, start asking questions and start saying, I want to be a part of this. And if they ask, you know, you can say it's not because I don't trust you. 
It's because what if something happens to you and I have to suddenly take over? I need to know what's there. So definitely don't sit in the dark and be blind about it and act like, you know, you don't play a part in that. You need to play an active role in your financial situation and you need to know what money you have going out because how else will you know what, you're, what you can spend and, you know, it, it's important. Don't take a back seat and let someone tell you that it's none of your business or you really don't need to know. That should totally be something that you are a part of and that you are aware of. And make sure, too, that your spending habits aren't out of control. I mean, we say that we don't want to have a lack mindset, but at the same time, you also don't want to spend way more than you have either. You know, we have to be practical. I don't... I don't like going through life thinking of negative things or feeling like I have lack and I try not to do that. But I also know my budget and I know what I can spend reasonably. So going through and just being like, I'm going to buy everything in the world and knowing that you have a limited income, that's not a great idea. You do need to actually rein that in and look at what you have and what you can spend. And if you're spending frivolous things that you know you probably shouldn't be, then it's time to take control of that. And really, with our money situations, it's time to look at why you do what you do. You may not even know. You may just be doing things because that's the way your mom always did it or your dad, and you learned from them, and so you do it the same way. But that whole, you know, it's, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, it's not necessarily true. We're all different, and we don't want to just do something without really knowing why we're doing it. So it's important to plan and think about financially where you're going to be and how much money are you going to have. I mean, it would be easy to bury our heads in the sand and say, well, I'll deal with it later, but that's not very logical. It's not very... Um, it's not a good idea. I can't even think of the word I'm wanting to use right now, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's not a great plan to just bury your head and not know. So one of the things that I would suggest, if you are having problems with money and you're wondering where things are going to come from and you're not sure and things just seem overwhelming, first of all, you need to know that everything is fixable Everything's fixable, and nothing is lost forever, so don't let despair and overwhelm keep you stuck because it's not worth that. One of the things that you need to do, and this is what I do every month when I pay my bills, even if it automatically comes out of my check or out of my account, I sit down every month and I write down my expenses. And there's a couple of reasons that I do that. I know people are probably like, why? That's such, oh, that's terrible. It'd be horrible to have to do that. That's miserable. No, it's not. There are a couple of reasons I do this. Number one, it allows me to realize what I'm spending a month. And then I can look at, am I spending things in a reasonable way or am I overspending in certain areas? That then allows me to do another thing. When I notice that my phone bill is getting too high or my insurance is getting too high, I shop around and try to get a better deal. Um, also, this is a biggie. 
What many people don't realize is that a lot of companies will put charges on your bills that you don't notice because if you're just used to it coming out automatically, you don't even pay attention to it. And they can be little or they can be medium. Sometimes they end up being big fat charges and you don't realize it unless you're actually looking at what you're spending each month. But I have definitely had instances where when paying my bills, I look at the bill from month to month and I compare it and I notice a big jump in the bill and I go back and investigate and notice that a, a charge was put on my bill that was incorrect. And I'm not saying that companies necessarily do that on purpose to cheat you out of money, um, but I don't know how those end up on my account, but they do. So I always make sure that I go back and I check just because I wouldn't want to cheat anyone out of money and I don't want anyone to cheat me out of money. And then also though, I can look and see, am I getting the most for my money? When my insurance starts to get really high, I shop around and I can usually get a better deal. So there's a lot of really good reasons to do that. But another thing is when I sit down and pay my bills, then I can say, I'm so thankful that I have all of this money to pay my bills. My account is increasing every day. But it's important to know what you're paying versus what you get in. And are you saving anything? Do you have anything for retirement? Because one of the things as a teacher is that I have a retirement plan, but I also know that I can't rely solely on that retirement plan. I need to invest myself on my own to make sure that I'm going to have enough. I don't want my children to have to support me when I get to be of that age. So I am making sure that I have everything kind of taken care of. And that's important to me. So this is an area, too, where a lot of people say, well, I haven't saved anything. Well, it's never too late to start. One of the things that I did was we have direct deposit, and I just decided that I was going to have so much money taken out of my check, and it wasn't a ton. It was what I would not notice, is what I said. An amount that I would not notice, but that would add up quickly, and I had that put in my savings. And so every month, that little amount gets taken out, direct deposit, and goes to my savings. I don't miss it. I don't realize it's not there. And it's growing in that other account and earning interest. So that's one way that I can, I can do that. I also have a mutual fund that money gets taken out of every month, too. And I have a college savings fund for my kids. So when I started these things, the amounts that I used to put out like put in there were like very minimal. You know, it was like, oh, $30. It, you know, if you start with that, it's, it's something. And it's going to add up. It's starting somewhere. And then as we would get a raise, I'd increase the amount. So there are little things you can do here and there that add up, really. And if you're, if you know, like you're eating out a lot and you know that that's taking a lot of money, Finding other ways, you know, cooking a little more at home now and then, and not all the time, and you don't have to feel, like, pinched by it. But it can just be little things that you do that really make a, a difference. So really take a look at your budget. You need to have a budget. You need to know what you're spending, and you need to know what you're earning, and how much is left over. You need to know all those kinds of things. And the other thing you need to do is to not stress yourself out about it and not worry about it because the thing is the universe is always taking care of us 
And if you're having trouble financially, one of the things that you can do is pray that someone will come in your life that can help you fix it. And I don't mean that you're going to marry a billionaire who comes in and fixes all of your money problems. That's not what I mean, although that could be the way the universe chooses to solve that problem. But what I mean is you meet somebody maybe who can give you tips or who can help you learn how to better manage your money. Or maybe you pray for someone to help you and then all of a sudden you find a podcast that talks about finances and how to help your finances and you're like this is exactly what I needed and this is what I needed to hear. It's those kinds of things too that we can also do. And if you're not sure, go to somebody who's wiser than you, you know? Go to someone who's been there and ask, you know, what do you do and how do you handle this? I don't know why people are so afraid to ask. It's not like you're asking how much money do you make because, yes, that would be rude, but just what do you do to stay ahead of everything, you know, or what should I do? When I was starting off, that's what I did, you know, when I was thinking about what I needed for retirement, I just asked people, like, what do I need to do? And they said, oh, you need to get a financial portfolio and you need to do this. And so I got a lot of guidance from people, and I think it's a great idea to ask for help when you need it. And um, still working on a class upcoming about finances with Heather Duran. She and I were working on this. It's, um, we're still in the planning stages, so I'm going to be really excited to talk about that when it, when it gets here and when we're ready to really announce that. But that's an idea, too. You know, there are classes you can take that can help you get back on track. And really, a lot of our stuff is emotional. You know, it just is. It comes from past lives, lessons that we're supposed to learn, things that we're supposed to do we just haven't done yet. And a lot of us have limiting beliefs when it comes to money, and we're putting ourselves in these situations because we're doing the same thing over and over again, and we're expecting different results. The thing is, you're unintentionally blocking money when you feel like, I'm never going to get out of debt. And when you say those words and you speak those words, you are speaking your truth. You've got to change what you're saying to yourself, too. I mean, that's part of it, you know? I have a whole folder in my, or a whole board on Pinterest that is dedicated to money mantras. And you just say these and really feel what it would feel like to have this and for this to be true. I like, I am financially free. That's one that I really like. My bank account never stops growing. I totally believe I can create my own fortune. I have a great relationship with money. It loves me and fills my pockets. Wealth is pouring into my life. It is safe for me to make money while I sleep. Money flows into my life with love and ease. The more fun I have, the more money I make. My net worth increases each month. I release all money blocks. My income is increasing daily. Money creates positive impact in my life. And there's so much more. And remember that money is not evil. Many of us were taught that it is, and it's not. Money serves your highest good. You can help more people when you have more money. It's not about being greedy. It's about being able to 
take care of yourself, take care of others, enjoy life. And it's not bad to want to make money. So don't let that limiting belief stop you because many of us feel guilty about wanting to have money and you should not feel guilty about that. And if you do, then you have a limiting belief. You have a block to money and you've got to get rid of it. And one of the ways you can get rid of money blocks is by tapping. You can do meditation. You can um, get a Reiki session. You can do coaching because coaching, we just look at everything and figure out what is the root of this problem. And that could even be going back to a past life because you may be carrying blocks to money because of something that happened to you in a previous life. So we've got to dig really deep sometimes to figure out where that's coming from. And just don't expend any of your energy worrying about where things are coming from or how you're going to pay or how this or how that. Every time you spend money and you have to spend it for a bill and you start to get that anxious pit in your stomach feeling knowing like, oh, I wasn't expecting to have to pay this. Don't have an emotional reaction to it, okay? Simply don't. Don't give energy to that. Instead, change your words, change your thoughts to, I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay for this. I know the universe has my back. The universe is always providing for me. I always have whatever I need. Start changing that thought because when you give attention and energy to the lack and to, I don't know how I'm going to pay this, you're attracting more of that in. Some of you, you may notice, has anybody ever had this happen where it seems like every time money comes into you, it goes right back out? Like, let's say you suddenly get a check in the mail for $20 and then your kid comes in and says, I need gas money and there it goes right back out again. It's because you're focusing on having just enough but not having more, you know? It's what do we focus on? Yes, things come to you and you have enough, but you need to even focus on I have more than enough. I have more than enough. I don't need any more. I have way more than what I need. My bank account is always overflowing with money. You need to be thinking things like that and pouring energy like that. Because otherwise, we're just barely, like, it's like, you know, you're getting by, and that's it. And I don't think God wants us to just get by. I think he wants us to enjoy our lives, and money worries should not be a part of that. So it's really taking control and ownership over what debt you have. And, you know, here's the thing. If you have bills to pay, don't sit there and not pay the bill. Okay, because when you do that, you're calling in more lack. You're calling in more of that same old, same old. You need to pay your bills. And even if you have to work out a plan, and you can call the companies. Companies, if they know you'll pay $10 as opposed to they'll get nothing, they're going to take the money. So call companies, you know, and work things out. It's like the credit card company I had that gave me the late fee that was more than what I even had on my card. When I called them and I talked to them, they were very friendly and, oh, yes, we'll take that off your bill. You know, and they might not do it all the time. But it's worth calling people and just saying, look, can you work with me? Can you work with me? 
And you know, if you've got a lot of credit card debt, sometimes you can get a low interest loan and you can compile all of your debt into one loan payment and you're gonna pay less interest than you would if you kept paying off these. So you're probably, if you've got a lot of credit card debt, you're just making the monthly interest payment, you know, you're not even really paying off the principal balance. Credit card companies, that's what they live for. It's what they do. They give you this nice low introductory rate and then the minute you don't pay in that time period, your rate goes up to like 27%, and it's like what you're paying is not even attacking the principal. It's just getting the interest. So if you're in one of those cycles, there are so many things you can do. Getting a low interest loan and just compiling all of your debt and then making one payment. I mean, I've had to do that in the past. When I went back to school, you know, I had student loans, and I had to, like, pay them off, and... So, you know, we've all been there, but it's not a, it's not a life or death situation. You're going to get out of it, and it's going to turn around, and it's going to get better. Ask for help. Pray to your team to send you ideas. How can I get out of this debt? What can I do? And you will be surprised at what comes to you. Like, you'll get something in the mail about, hey, you consolidate all of your loans for this one loan that's a low fee. And, of course, make sure you read all the fine print make sure it is legitimate but it's amazing what will come to you and you'll get ideas on how to make things better or what you can do to earn a little extra money or I don't know whatever it is that you need but don't give up and don't give into that black mindset and the emotion of it all and if you're having trouble with a partner just balancing out what you need to spend or what you know if that's the issue again you can ask your spiritual team for help with that you know, I need help in being able to talk to my person without making it a big fight. And we need to be on the same page and we need to be balanced in this area and have an honest heart-to-heart -heart conversation, you know. And before you have that conversation, pray to Archangel Gabriel and Raguel to help you so that your words don't get misconstrued and that you are given exactly what you need to say to make the conversation go smoothly. And you'll be amazed at what happens. And I would get some money mantras. I would start saying them. And it's not even just a matter of saying them. It is spending time feeling the words. Like, how does it feel? How would it feel if I said to you, you are debt-free? you'd probably be jumping around the room, jumping for joy. If Oprah Winfrey came to your house tomorrow and she said, your debt's paid for, your debt's paid for, you know, like she does on her show, how would you feel? You'd be doing cartwheels, even if you never knew you could do a cartwheel, you'd be doing one because you'd be so excited. What is that feeling? Tap into that feeling. What does it feel like? Because it's possible for you. Anything can be turned around. Every day is a new day, and every day is a new day for a fresh start. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can turn it all around. You can turn it all around. It's never too late. Even if you've not been good with money your whole life, even if you feel like you've been terrible with money your whole life, it's never too late. No matter how much debt you have, there's always a way out, and you can work on that. So if you feel like this is something that's speaking to you, then listen for our upcoming class and more information about that. But you know, to start doing the things that I've suggested doing. Look at your finances, where you can cut back, where you can change things. If you can consolidate whatever it is that you need to do and start making time to do those money mantras, 
Pinterest is great. It's free. You can make a board. You can get these. You know, what speaks to you? Because not everything will speak to you. You'll go, yeah, that's a nice mantra. I don't really care. I don't really like it that much. Don't pick something that you're not going to use. Pick things that actually speak to you and that you will use on a daily basis and that you can remember and that will help you. And remember the feeling, getting into the energy. Remember, Oprah just walked into your house and said that you are debt-free. How would it make you feel? So guys, money can be a very sensitive topic and it can be painful to talk about, but I'm here to tell you that almost always this stems from emotional things and things that we've just always done and we're blocking ourselves and we need to go back and take a look at how we are connected to money. What are our money stories? And that's one of the things we're going to be doing in the class that's coming up too. What is your money story? And really digging into that and how have you connected with money in the past? And this could be why you're connecting with it in the same way in the future. You've got to, you know, if you've been in a family where debt is always the thing, be the first person in your family to turn that around. Change the DNA for your whole family. Learn how to get control of your life and your finances and turn it around because it's possible. It is totally possible. And there are so many free resources out there too. Free podcasts about money. I'm sure there's websites and things that you can visit. I personally haven't gone to any of those things because I feel like, you know, I have a routine that I do that works for me. But go check that out, you know. Check out the finances, you know, maybe look at some books, whatever you need. But honestly, I think for the most part, people just need to sit down and actually look at what they have. I think most people just go through life and they automatically pay their bills and they don't even really look at what they're doing. If you stopped and looked at what the finances you have are, you'd probably see, you know, places where you can make improvements. And don't feel guilty about it either. That's another thing we're going to work on in this class is the guilt that we have over money and money issues. You've got to forgive yourself about that. Just know that you have to turn around, take responsibility, and start fresh. Okay, Every day is a new day to start fresh. Just because you weren't good with money in the past doesn't mean you can't be good with money in the future. Your past does not have to be your present or your future. It can simply be your past, and you can create a new future for yourself. And there's so much power in that. I love that. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for listening. I wanted to pull a card for you before I go. This is from Louise Hay, her deck. It is the Heart Thoughts deck. And it says, I express my true being. My wisdom and understanding of spirit increases, and I express more fully each day the inner beauty and strength of my true being. Yeah, so be who you are. You are not your money stories, and they are not you. So separate yourself and understand that you can change it. It does not define you. Just because you haven't had money success in the past does not mean that this is defining your future. So um, I will include a couple of tappings and meditations here in the description of the podcast for finances if you want to go and take a look at that. But really just stay positive. Find some money mantras that you really love and create a board on Pinterest if you want. And take time to really do those mantras every day and look at your finances. Don't be afraid to look at what you're really doing. It's important. 
And don't have a lack mindset when you have to pay your bills. Just thank God that you have the money to pay the bills or that you can at least make some money payments towards the bills. Even if you can't cover it totally, be thankful that you can pay. And I am thankful for you guys. I really, really am sincerely thankful. If you like this podcast, please share it with others so we can help other people who might need it. You never know who you're helping just by simply suggesting, hey, let's check out this podcast. Leave reviews and stars for me. That helps other people find me too. And as always, if you need anything from me, please go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can check out all of the services that I offer, Reiki, coaching, card readings. And, you know, I can help you with the money issues with coaching and with Reiki as well. So consider that. And um, in the meantime, you know, just enjoy your life, live your life, be happy. You have so many blessings around you, and you're a blessing to me. If you um, are interested in a free reading, check out my Facebook Lives. I go live on Tuesdays usually. Sometimes it has to be Thursdays, but it's usually Tuesdays at 7, where I will pull a few messages for you, and then I select a few people, too, for a free reading. So I want to thank everyone who shows up on though Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's always so much fun. I hope that you guys will have a wonderful day. I am sending you massive love and light. Take care.